Professional. Welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. Uh, this is episode three two zero. <laughs> I'm your host Jeff Glucker. Joining me is my man Ron Ba. How are you doing, sir? What's up? What's up? I'm well, man. Good, good, As good. Well, I was a little tired. Just took a shower, kind of refresh. Got a got a glass of tequila here. Uh, oh, 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 you're on my train now. Yeah, dude. I had a Red Bull at 4 p.m. today, and oh, yeah, it like, night night. I was frazzled and just fucking jacked up for my commute home, and then uh, I crashed hard. I was just yeah. Bread bowl put you out. Uh, what'd you have in the bread bowl? Bread bowl. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, you had a red, red bowl. bowl. Yes, red. Oh, bowl. I thought. <laughs> I was like, wait. What? I thought you said you had a bread bowl, nah. which is a delicious would, way to eat soup. I would have preferred a bread bowl over this. Right, bread. and then that's why I was like, oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. That makes you super tired. Like that's this was like I, I had my wings and then my wings got clipped and I and then they got hard. clipped. <laughs> Your ass got clipped. <laughs> so happens with Red Bull. Can you hear me? I just um, realized the mic is behind my monitor. What's it sound like? I can hear you. Yeah. As you get closer to it, obviously it sounds better. It usually gets really tinny the further away I am from it. So. It does get tinny. Yeah, so it's, uh, oh, look at this moving gear around. I love it. Um, and this is actually perfect as you're doing this because the way I wanted to start the show yeah, is I that <laughs> yeah. I feel like in the beginning of these shows and at and various points, it's okay to talk about non-car stuff. Totally. Because I, I've We're recently car robots. Yeah, exactly. And if we just talked about car stuff constantly, like this will be a car podcast. It is a car podcast, oh. but there will be topics that don't have to be car related. Yes. And the reason I say that is because I've just I, I one of my favorite TV shows is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I just think it's the best. Um, they're they're so good at it. Those three started a podcast. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, oh, and dude. it's it's short too. It's like thirty to forty five minute episodes. Oh, I can't wait. And they are so good. They're so funny. And they're they're just so good on the podcast. And it's hilarious. But sometimes they're talking about the idea is that they're supposed to go through the episodes and talk about that episode and work their way through. And they just they veer right off and don't talk about that shit. Perfect. So that's why I was thinking, like, <laughs> it's okay for us to talk about non car shit. Like I sat down here tonight and I've, I'm realizing like, as I'm looking at myself, cause I sit here for like 10 minutes before you or guests or anybody signs on. Cause I just, I want to make sure everything's up and running. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I have all my windows up. I want to make sure I have my drink, my lighting. So I'm staring at myself, oh. you know, for, for 10, 15 minutes, sometimes longer. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing stuff in other windows too, but, um, but it's got me thinking like, I I'm, I'm getting older. <laughs> I'm 41 and I haven't had a regular doctor in in years and years and years and years and years and i should probably change that Did we just get a web but, sponsorship what's happening <laughs> no this episode brought to you by uh aging terror um <laughs> that was aging terror yes. let me enunciate my words um and i don't know how as an adult man to find a new doctor because i feel like and people are already tuning off yeah. to this episode but some of you are hanging in there and it's, it's a legit how do you, I, I don't know because I don't want to pick a bad one. Like I want I want a younger doctor, but not fresh out of med school. I want one Why? who's open that, to trying new things oh, okay. in case, you know, I don't want an ancient guy who's like, well, 
take this turmeric and some Robitussin and call me in the morning. Good luck with your testicle. You know, I want a dude. Yeah. I want a dude who's, who's like in the middle of his career. Who's like, yeah, there's some really cool stuff on the horizon, but I also know about the old tried and true ways. Not some guy who's like, Hey, so uh, I just got out of med school and I owe so much money. And man, that doesn't right. I don't want Mickey mouse working on me. I want fucking, you know, Patrick Dempsey from Grey's Anatomy. You know, like I want that dude. Sorry, that reference goes over my head. I mean, that's I fine. I want I a younger doctor. Played, but I've never ever seen. It doesn't have to be a handsome male who likes yeah, racing Porsches. It could be man, woman, anybody. Just somebody similar. Interests, I don't know. Similar hair. <laughs> well, huh, his hair's pretty damn good. Um, that's it's. <laughs> you know, I I will selfishly, narcissistically, fully admit. That I have pretty good hair. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. So did uh, we have. <laughs> However, so did there are a few there are a few uh, hair icons that I'll be like, yo, and and Dempsey is is up, but he's 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 Holly Hollywood, so he can even if he didn't have good hair, he could afford oh, good hair. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to one day be able to afford to have hair again. <laughs> imagine like imagine like one day episode 425 i should make 420 episode you show up and just like, like a ponytail oh, guys you have like a server accent hey, hey bro <laughs> got a got a surfer i got a longboard on the roof of the fox man let's or the tahoe let's do it we should uh we should explore or i should explore uh some some keeps uh oh shit. keeps you're out there. If you're listening. It's the hot new. Yeah. Oh, that's a fucking good reference right there. For those of you who don't know, like every YouTube channel, probably a bunch of podcasts right now are like, that's every like six months, there's a new hot advertiser mm-hmm. that obviously doesn't care about us, but <laughs> there's a hot new advertiser. Like a couple years ago, it was Dollar Shave Club. And I got hooked up on that because of uh, our friend Anthony's boy or cousin. Oh, really? Bobby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got me the got me a little bit of a deal with dollar shave club where we did some youtube stuff and then there's like harry's razors and then there's like the the pillows or the mattresses and then there it's always the same oh, yeah. you can tell that like they're going like let's spend money in this space oh, and they hit everybody when when i was at hoonigan it was my job to corral those sponsorships okay uh, and, and deal with those those uh those companies so and keep in and and Ron referenced keeps keeps is uh, like supposed to be combating hair loss. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like restorative, like not even like preventing hair loss, but it's supposed to be restorative. I've never heard of anything that it's, actually really works. So right. I'd, I'd love to give it a try personally and and see. But I've tried stuff and just never stuck with it. So it's just like you know I can't even blame myself. I'm just like this is annoying. Like I'm just I, like I got to remember to do this two times a day or whatever it is. Like whether it's right. like a topical thing or like a pill. Like it's just like. I personally don't even have the patience for it. I'm like, yo, I'll just shave my shit short and call it a day. It's funny because I'm accept, I'm terrified. Accept my fate. Like I've one never day I'll shaved. be straight up the rock and just smooth shaven. Yeah, yeah. I've crazy. I've never shaved my head, and the thought of it absolutely terrifies me. <laughs> luckily, I'd be like, luckily my head I'd be like misshapen. You what, what? Yeah, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> um, it would make my, the lack of hair would make my nose like look three inches longer. <laughs> and then like, it'd also be like whiter than staring into the sun. Cause it's never seen the sun. And, it, it, and then I would be, it wouldn't grow back. I would tempt fate. And then I would end up looking like my brother and my dad. And I'd be like, fuck. And I don't care if they are listening and they heard that. 
they know too. Trust me. I sometimes will take a FaceTime with my younger brother, my only brother, who is a monster compared to me. He's into MMA. He's huge. He's jacked, but he is bald. And sometimes I'll just be on the phone being like, <laughs> just like casually you're doing you're this. 2,000 miles away, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm going to see him in like a week though too. So maybe he's going to punch me in the gut. Um, all right. That was my segue and I didn't really have a good topic, but if anybody knows how to find a good doctor as an adult, hit me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I, I, the last time I went to like a general physician was like five or six years ago, and it, it wasn't want, a bad experience, but it wasn't like, oh man, I cannot wait to go back to the doctor. It was just like, yeah. it was just like I was just like, take a number, fucking, here's your test, yeah, your test results. Like, call me and left a message with my test results. Like, said I was pretty much healthy, but I had like. You know, not unusually high, but higher than average cholesterol. And like, you know, with, you know, with everything else considered, I was like, of all the bread bowls. Good about this. Yeah. But, it's all uh, the bread bowls you're eating. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I've, you know, I've had periods where I've had high blood pressure. I had a dentist. I went to the dentist once and they took my blood pressure and they're like, we can't see you today. Like we can't go any further because your blood pressure is so high. I mean, yeah, there was a point in my life where I was changing jobs. I was changing uh homes like i was looking for a home we were being forced out of our our place like there was just so much going on like relationship drama it was just like it was the wildest period of my life where everything at once was just like like beating like like just hammering yeah. me daily and it was uh i sat down they took my my blood pressure and they were just like yeah like we can't go home we can't do anything like you need to go seek that happened to me first i was like oh yeah okay I didn't, it wasn't too high where they couldn't do stuff. They're like, oh, we're going to take that again. That was a little higher than we'd like. I was like, oh, great. Um, I clearly have cancer. I shouldn't go on WebMD. Um, but like, I, I just, there's things I need to answer. I, I have questions about like my, my left knee has started to ache when I ride the Peloton and like, you shouldn't push a knee, you know? Sure. But like, I just want the doctor to be like, eh, it's just, you know, stretch, stretch, you fucking lazy shit, right. just stretch, right. you know, like shit like that. Yeah. Um, and, and there's other questions. And, and, you know, as I said, 41 years old, you start to think about like, I'm on, I am, I have crested the hill, totally. so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I can see. We're the same age. The va- I can see the valley. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the mountain anymore. I see the valley. Like, again, we're not old. Yeah. I don't we, feel like over the hill or turning 40 meant what it did Sure. Our parents' generation. Like, right. Yeah. I feel like we're much more youthful, spry, active, and just like, I don't know. Yeah. I'd say it this way, but cooler than, you know, 40 years, 40 year olds of our parents' generation. But sure. It is what it is. Like, you know, we're, yeah, my dad we're living didn't longer. Fucking, and, my dad didn't drive a fucking black Jag with a V8. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's totally dope. Driving an old man Chevy truck from the 90s, the same shit. Yeah. Like, Fifty-year-old dude would have driven in nineteen ninety-six. So, no, I guess no offense, uh, Dad. I guess, but your escort wagon didn't cut it, yeah. <laughs> and I stole that shit one night, and you caught me. Uh, that's actually a really funny story. So I'll tell that right now because that is about cars. About and shit. before we get into the list, uh, because like I said, I barely wrote a script today for this this show. Um, years ago, when I was in high school, before I had my driver's license, but I. I, I was like, I can, I can drive that car. My parents were divorced and they each had an escort wagon. One was green. One was blue. Did they buy them independently or did they buy them? No, the same because time? when right. we, my dad got out of the Navy and then we moved back to Boston at, from, you know, Southern California, I didn't they, know you ever lived they sold, 
we drove cross country in an Explorer Sport um, in 92. And then they sold that when we got here and turned it into two brand new Escort wagons, which was, you know, they each needed a car. Seemed like a seemed like a fine deal. Uh, but one night, then they got divorced. And then uh, my mom fell asleep. I was at my mom's house and me and my buddy, I'm like, yo, I'm going to take my mom's car. And like, we're just going to cruise town. Like it's this tiny town outside Boston. We're going to cruise the town. We get in, we're driving. And I, and I think my mom woke up, realized her car was gone and called my dad. My dad's out in his escort wagon and we pass each other. <laughs> yep. And so me and my buddy Karim, we look into the car. My dad looks at us. I'm like, fuck. And I pull over. He turns around. My buddy Karim looks at me. He goes, yo, I'm going to run. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't care. Go. And we like live on the same street. And uh, my dad, he, he's like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I just went for a joyride. And like, they were convinced I'd been doing this. Right. I'm like, this is literally the first and only time I've done this. This is literally the first time. And my dad was like, yo, he didn't say yo. Yeah, he's like, like, tell Karim I saw him too. Uh, I'm like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> um, and like, I didn't, I was a good kid. Like, so yeah. this was like kind of out of character. And they were like, that's, you're, you're, you're in trouble, but you know, fucking don't be stupid. Yeah. I'm like, all right, sorry. Um, there were worse things to come when I got into drinking, but uh, not car related. But uh, so, yeah, I passed my dad like he was literally looking at me and I'm looking at him and where our escort wagons passing in the night. That's that was like good shit. Oh, yep. OK, I so stole, let's I stole my own my first car before I had a license and both I, my grandparents think, were out. And I thought it would be I think I heard this yeah. time to take my own car out. I just ripped oh. around the neighborhood. And I was listening to Goody Mob album, and I just like, you know, I was like, I'm grown. Like, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. Like, I cannot wait to turn 16. I was 15, so I had a learner's permit. But like, you know, like you could not trust me to stay planted at home with this car. I had a '93 Mustang GT convertible. Right. And like, you know, it's like winter, so it's not even like a sexy time to be out with the top down or anything, but you know I had to lift the top down. <laughs> cruise around, it's like November, it's like twenty-five degrees, and I'm cruising around blasting goody mob and just praying that neither of my grandparents like came home and either saw me out with the car. I what I my excuse is that I used to drive up and down the street after I washed the car to get all the water, like uh. crevices and stuff. So I'd be like, Oh, I just went around the corner if they like came home meanwhile. Right. But, uh, I never, I, I didn't get caught. I don't know if anybody ever found out. You know, nobody ever said. You're like, so I think I got you're it. like blasting uh, summertime, and you're freezing and shit. Summer, summer, summertime. Yeah, fucking, that's great. Um, all right, on to our first actual real car topic. Yeah. You were fortunate to go to a memorable NASCAR event that just happened in LA. Yes. The Clash at the Coliseum. Yes. Tell us about I it. I was extremely fortunate because I'd actually purchased tickets. Um, and like I wasn't sure if if I had them. It was, it, that was a weird deal. But uh, just uh, a few days before the event, uh, my friend Jason Simmons, who works for NASCAR, he's, uh, he's in, I think he's in like international strategy for NASCAR and uh, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they have NASCAR Mexico series. They have, Oh, I didn't know Canada, that. I believe like, you know, I, I think there's, there's more than that. I, I, I apologize that I had to do my research and check with him, but we actually didn't get a chance to meet up at the race, which was disappointing, but you know, he was working. He was, and he was there kind of last minute deal. So anyhow, he, he hooked me up with VIP passes and um, that was crucial because it allowed us not just, 
access, but um, ease of entry. And it was a nightmare getting into the track. Like, you know, really, I want to tell you guys all about the full experience. You know, like it was the first hour, like on premises was an absolute nightmare. Hmm. And I think that's because they didn't really open up all the normal parking uh, structures and venues and parking lots that are available, for, say, for an SC game. But um, also right across the street from the Coliseum, they're building a new, some George Lucas, uh, what, what, did it, what was it called? It was the George Lucas, uh, basically, it's a new museum, and that eliminated a shit ton of parking spots that were previously available for USC football games. So, Can you still park on the golf course? Uh, what golf course? There's no golf course down there. There's a bunch there's of a golf grass, course. like there's the grass in front of the Natural History Museum, and that's where I ended up parking. Like, oh, hey, I thought that was a golf course. Dude, yeah. I've been there once, and I was fucking hammered. Uh, I thought that was a golf course. I've been there a lot of times, <laughs> and I was fucking hammered for, for a lot of those. You know, I went to USC. We used to tailgate like crazy. My friends and I built a 1965 Volkswagen bus, like the ultimate tailgate machine back in like 2006. And so we got a good run out of that thing and like it was super popular and it was like, you know, a central location right outside the, the Coliseum, like literally across the street and like on the lawn of the Natural History Museum. And okay, anyway, that's where I ended up parking, but it took about an hour, hour and 15 minutes in order to park. And then there was a nightmare, like they didn't want to let us walk around the short way around the Coliseum to get to the VIP entrance. But ultimately they did. It was just, you know, first, you know, first time bullshit like you know people just didn't know what was going on they didn't know how to deal with you know anything that was outside of this box that they were informed everybody would conform to and it's like they're going to come to you with this ticket or this ticket and you've got to check vaccination and this and check id like if there was any static any sort of hiccup people were just like i i don't know could you just step over there and like somebody Uh, right that's so annoying yeah so you know, it's a, it's a weird time. So I tried to be patient sure. and finally got in. And once I got in, everything was smooth, beautiful, just like flowed incredibly well. Um, there was, there was a VIP section in the peristyle seating in the end zone. Like that was where all the teams, all the, the sponsors, everybody basically set up their, you know, their VIP guests. So I was super thankful for that. And ended up sitting next to the Smoking Tire crew. So I was next to Farah and Zach and Rob Holland was even there. And I didn't get to meet him. I've never met him before, but he was uh, he was basically there with Matt and the Valvoline crew. Rob Dom was there. Like we were we were all basically in the I had a one of my friends, one of my fraternity brothers from SC actually, he was he was there as a guest of Team Hendrick. Uh, his girlfriend's brother is on the team and so we all just kind of coalesced and nice. hung out with those guys. And uh, it was cool, man. It was it was totally cool. The race. So we got there in time for the last chance qualifier, race number two. And okay. that was exciting as hell. Like, I don't know okay. if people – I've seen a lot of people bagging on it and just saying the course is too short. That's stupid. Like, that's no fun. Like, you can't even race in that in that space. And it was – I watched qualifying on Saturday night, and it was pretty boring. I'm not going to lie. Okay. One car at a time. It's not super loud. It's not super exciting. There's not the sense of speed of any other track, but you know, it's, it's hard on brakes and getting off the corner and hooking up is critical. And I mean, you have to, to keep in mind, this is a brand new car. 
This is the, yeah. the next gen car. It's never been run before. They've been testing for the last couple months, but this is the like the public debut for this brand new car that is more resemblant of actual street cars. And mm-hmm. it's a shorter wheelbase, it's smaller overall. It looks more like the Camaros, Mustangs, et cetera, that uh, that they're based on. They went from 15-inch wheels, 15-inch steel wheels with bias ply tires to 18-inch uh, forged aluminum wheels with center locks and wow. you know radial tires. And it's you know it's a huge adjustment for everybody involved. So it was a big deal for them to debut that car in you know a foreign track, a brand new track in such a small format. Like they have, NASCAR hasn't raced on a quarter, or at least the Cup Series hasn't raced on a quarter mile track in decades so right you know it was new for everybody and it didn't look like there was room to pass but there was and the racing was super exciting there was a lot of bumping and banging in that last chance qualifier race that i got to see and then the a main or the actual clash race it was it was thrilling man it was so loud and the energy just skyrocketed once that race started because i think everybody was so used to like seven ten cars on the track at once and then you double the number of cars and it's just deafening and it's like they really don't shift. They're pretty much in second gear the entire time. Makes sense. But sure. Hearing the cars in succession going around the track, it just sounds like they're shifting and like, you know, it's like they're constantly accelerating. It just sounds like constant accelerating, downshifting, upshifting. It's, I mean, it was incredible, man. Like the energy was off the charts. And everybody that I was with, you know, my friends, I was with four or five friends that had never been to a NASCAR race before. And, they loved it, even though they didn't know That's what huge. was going on. Yep. And like I said, the like you know, I, my buddy uh, Corey Burns, who is from Con Media, right, was next to me, and he was he was there with the Smoking Tire crew, and you know, we're kind of all you know industry guys, like we've kind of seen it all, and I think I love NASCAR. Like I think they've they've made some huge improvements in the last couple of years, and like they've done some weird shit. Like I don't like the stage racing, but yeah, you know, just racing on dirt at Bristol last year, racing at Coda, um, you know, opening the season last year with the clash on the road course at Daytona, like they're making strides to make the racing more modern, more appealing. And this was, this, in my opinion, was a huge step in that direction because supposedly like 50% of the fans at the race on Sunday had never been to a NASCAR race before. Um, they made certain concessions for sure to a more urban and, um, you know, ethnic crowd by having Pitbull as a performer, but Pitbull is now a partial NASCAR team owner. So he's part of the family. Like, you know, that was, uh, that was definitely a concession, but I I didn't watch his performance, but he is, you know, he's part of the NASCAR family. Now he's a team owner. Ice Cube, his performance was less than stellar, but it was still cool to see Ice Cube perform in the LA Coliseum. I don't care for what it is, you know? Right. But being attached to a NASCAR race. It was kind of weird, but it was, it was kind of cool too. He seems like the type of guy who, I mean, I, I, he probably doesn't practice the music side of his craft anymore. You know? Doubtful. Yeah. I mean, like he, he, probably go to years the studio. Ago, he was great, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he for was, something like this, it's like, he's an actor now. Sure. Sure. And I, I think that's what he, he probably goes into the studio for like a week before the thing and goes like, all right, shit, I got to remember these songs. Yeah. I don't know. It was, that was what was weird was like, is he lip syncing to a backing track or is the sound off? Because like echo. Yeah. It was, it was hard to tell, but it wasn't, 
it wasn't on point. That's all I'll say. It wasn't totally convincing, and that was disappointing. Also, Ice Cube censored for you know a mm. PG crowd. It's not the same. You know, it's you could do it. Put your heart into it. Yeah, <laughs> you could do it. Put your heart. Into yeah, it. It, was, it was just like that. And so <laughs> that part was a little disappointing, but you know, it was true. A, a real LA icon and a real yeah. iconic LA venue. Though, and, though, though, Super Bowl is going to be fucking. Sick. Oh yeah, 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 totally, <laughs> totally. But it's time the Coliseum either. It's you know the Coliseum True. is almost a hundred years old. Like it is. It's yeah. not the, It's been recently updated, but it has you know the layout and the ergonomics of a hundred year old stadium. So. Yeah, that shit was like even at the eighty four Olympics. They're like, yo, this is kind of old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hard to believe that was almost 40 years ago. Oh, my God, we're old. Do you remember watching the 84 Olympics? I do. No, because I was four. So was I. But I remember watching Edwin Moses, Carl Lewis, like Jackie Joyner-Kersey. I remember. No, I was at four. I was just looking down at my wiener going, that's cool. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> and then, you know, you grow up and you're like, oh, shit, it stayed the same size. Um <laughs> I'm sorry for chewing ice in the microphone, did everybody. Get, did you get a head start? On no, uh, two. I had two. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't go full full buck. Uh, it, it, I'm glad you had fun. Um, it was yes. good hearing you talk about that stuff. Uh, I saw that. Matt- I will say this. Uh, like I said, a lot of people trashed it, or just I think a lot of people that didn't experience it. And you know, I haven't watched it on television yet. I recorded the race, but I haven't watched it. I don't know how it translated to television. I honestly don't. So it could have been totally boring and lame on television because well. there wasn't right. a ton of passing and there wasn't a ton of like bumping and banging in the yeah. In the I heard final it didn't translate well. But anybody that was in in the Coliseum on Sunday, I don't know about Saturday. But anybody that was right. there on Sunday had a good time, enjoyed the racing, enjoyed the atmosphere. I haven't I haven't met a single person that complained about it that was actually at the venue. I agree with you based on what I've seen on social media, based on people I know who were there and who weren't there. And the ones who were there, yourself included, Matt and Zach included, um, they see, and Matt and Zach aren't the ones to be like, ooh, NASCAR. Like, that's not in their wheelhouse. It's a a tough crowd. Yeah. And, um, and they seem to really, really like it. Um, and then there's like hardcore racing fans who weren't there who were like, there's there's no passing the, and, Right. I would, I, so, I would encourage anybody that's curious about it and that's a reader to read Rob Holland's article uh, about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yep. Jalop. Good call. I, I on posted Jalop. that on my Instagram. But I mean, Rob Holland is a real racer. He's a real race car driver that had yep. a very genuine perspective. And, you know, he admitted also, to Also, I'd like to point out that he's, uh, you know, Shift Talker's guest. Oh, <laughs> shit. I don't think I saw his episode, really. <laughs> Yeah. Glad we weren't pitted yeah. again. It was race car drivers versus journalists. Oh, really? Like I'm sorry, I keep bringing up shift talkers. Uh, trying to like manifest season three and go. Um, go. Yeah, season it was him. Be. Who I'm trying to remember who the other race car driver is. Now I feel fucking terrible because oh. it wasn't Jesse Uwuje coming back, mm-hmm. uh, who was also just got a huge kick ass NASCAR deal. Yeah, um, he's partnered with Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith is funding his team. Yeah. Yep. Um, it was, it was, uh, Rob Holland and Johnny Lieberman are the only two I can remember from that episode. Um, but sorry, go ahead. Keep talking about his article and why it was good. Uh, it was just from a racer's perspective and he, you know, he admitted there were a lot of concessions to 
broadening NASCAR's fan base, but you know, they were genuine, even if they, you know, weren't executed like the the concerts, even if they weren't executed to everyone's liking, like they were genuine concessions to broadening the fan base and opening the eyes of people that would have never otherwise even considered going to a NASCAR race. Like, all right, I don't have to go an hour and a half east to Fontana. Right. I can literally Which is done, can right? take the train or I can take an Uber. Most of my friends Ubered from Hollywood or even the Valley and like you know, right. still cheaper and easier than parking. And, sure. you know, the, it, it, it just made it so much more accessible than any other it, venue in Southern California or anywhere else. Like, you know, you can't do this in New York. Like, you know, noise ordinances, right. um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's like wherever uh, Homestead is, like I'm sure Homestead is not within Miami. I, I oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, that, right. But like that's those are like the two major cities that would be comparable market size. And yeah. I can't think of anywhere within city limits of either of those that you though Miami is Miami's trying to get that F one race, right. which would be fucking bananas. Right. Well um, no, it's done. That's a done deal. It is? hasn't okay. been announced yet, but Miami is definitely happening in May. Okay. Wow, damn. Yeah. Uh, and I just double checked and it and it was Rob Holland and Jesse Wuje. Oh really? Versus uh, Johnny Lieberman and Jason Torchinsky. Oh man, I gotta go back and watch that. Yeah, um, and uh, and everybody in that episode is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorite guests. Uh, Rob's awesome. Uh, did I ever tell you about the time I met Rob Holland? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was at I was in Germany for the Nurburgring Twenty Four mm-hmm. as a guest of Aston Martin, mm-hmm. um, and we went to um, what the hell was Sabina Schmidt's parents' steakhouse? Mm-hmm. Like it's the steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I can't think of the name of. It's the one everybody goes to. There's st- shit all over the walls. It's fucking great. The like Piston Klaus or something. I think that might even be what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I walk in and I see a black guy with a little goatee. And I'm like, oh shit, that's Rob Holland. And I walk up. I'm like, hey, uh, um, hey, I'm a you know I'm a big fan of yours. Blah blah blah. And, and Alex Roy told me to come say hi. And he goes, did Alex say to find the only black guy in Germany? I go, literally, literally. That's what he said. And, we, and he started laughing and I started laughing. He's like, it's really nice to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. Oh man. That's funny. Cause, yeah, uh, it was, it, that was the, that's how I met Rob in Germany. <laughs> that's super funny because, uh, my, not my first, but, uh, my, I don't know. It was probably my second or third, uh, Pebble Beach, uh, car week experience. Yeah. Uh, our mutual friend, Anthony Day and I, we went in 2016 we actually rented an RV and like got like a campground space and just showed. at Laguna. Uh, no, not at the track. Oh, okay. Just somewhere, somewhere close, like closer to the Quail. But anyway, nice. we uh, we had my buddies Escalade to like cruise around, like check out all the events and stuff. But we went with literally no plan, no tickets, no nothing. Sure. And we were at Concorso Italiano and ran into Alex Roy, and he was. Uh, like we, we chatted for like 20 minutes, walked around and he was super chill. And he was like, listen, it was the first time we had met. So, you know, it was all of our introduction to one another, but he was like, Hey, I'm actually working on a story, um, about racism here at, uh, at Pebble beach at, you know, car week. He was like, if you guys have any stories, he gave us our card and he gave us his card and was just like, if you have any stories, you know, shoot them over to me and let me know. And, uh, literally two hours later we walk into a bar i don't know if i've ever told you this story but i definitely i don't think definitely so, no. never told it publicly 
we walk into a bar and the proprietor is an octogenarian, maybe 90-year-old white dude. Mo- and you're in Monterey? Yeah. We, well, we were in Carmel. Okay. And I don't remember the name of the bar. Um, but anyway, this dude, like, is funny. He's just like, you know, a dry wit, like, just shit-talking old dude. And at first it was sure. funny. But then he started dropping in bombs and saying all kinds oh, no. of fucked up shit and just like telling all sorts of black jokes and Ethiopian jokes and shit. And it was just like he finally uh, like snapped back at some woman that like clinked her glass on the bar, like trying to get his attention. And he straight up said to her, and mind you, Anthony and I are sitting at the bar and like, you know, I know right. we're ambiguous, but we're clearly not just white dudes. We're not. <laughs> And Anthony's a large individual. He's like 6'2", like 280. Yep. And, you know, I'm no slouch myself, but, you know, I'm, uh, we're, we're not looking for a fight. But still, he's like, he's like, lady, don't do not do that again. I'm not your N-word. And we're... Oh! Huh. And, like, then it starts escalating. He just starts telling jokes, and he feels like he's in his element. And he just starts to roll with it. And like the, the whole bar is just eating it up and laughing and shit. And this is 2016. So this is just uh, a couple months before the election. And at one point he says, you know what? He's like, we're going to win because we're white, we're rich, and we're conservative. And I just put my drink down or I finished my drink. And I was like, Anthony, let's go. And I walked outside because I'm like, yo, I'm about to throw something through this dude's window. Like, right. I'm either going to choke him behind the bar. Or I'm going to like start some shit right here. Like, we need to get out of here. And it was uh, it was off putting, but uh, I texted Alex immediately, and I was just like, "Yo, here's a story, here's a play by play." And like, I don't know if he ever did anything with it. I don't even remember where he was working. I don't know if he was at the drive in, but it was uh, it was like, no, there's no racism in Pebble Beach. Like, this is a car community. Like, you know, there's no like, we'll, we'll never experience that. And two oh, hours God. later, it was just like, oh my God, oh, what is boiling? Like, yo. It, Whatever you do, like expose this dude, tell his story because this is some bullshit. And That's we went back like crazy. the next two years, hoping that he that dude was dead. <laughs> he was still there <laughs> operating the bar. We went and we totally bought drinks. I was just like, I actually wore a Killer Mike, uh, Kill Your Masters sweatshirt. Yeah. And uh, the, the next year that we went, he was just like, Kill Your Masters, huh? He was like, What are you a slave? And I was like, Not me, motherfucker. Oh. And, uh, Anthony and our, our other buddy, Mike Rice, got a kick out of that shit. But uh, You went back there yeah, with yeah, that on. Yeah. Yeah, just hoping hoping to, to get a reaction. I got my reaction. And when I when I fired back, he was just like, he didn't say shit. We sat and had, had our drinks in peace. And, you know, my point was made. And, you know, I don't know if that dude's still alive, but... Uh, it was. Now uh, I want to find it out. was an experience, and it was it was funny. It was just like you know nobody was thinking about that. We didn't like you know I never experienced like such blatant racism and and shit talking. And I mean, he wasn't necessarily a car guy. It wasn't he wasn't part of the car community there. He was part of course, of the right? Sure. But um, yeah, that was a that was a, a shit time. But it was it was just ironic that uh, Alex was like, "Hey, I'm talking about racism this week." Yeah, I know, no, no, no. Whatever, dude. Like, yeah, it was a uh, that's, stark that's, reminder that's of uh, a hell of a story of where we still are even today. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm gonna hit the pause button real quick mm-hmm. on this so that I'm gonna do this uh, because I don't have to stop recording. I can hit pause so that I don't leave a two minute uh, window while I go refill my drink because I have to leave the garage to go do it. Um, go ahead. Um, so 
to to you listening, it's going to be magic. But to Ron and I, we'll be back in two seconds. Two and two. I mean, a cha-cha magic. Um, <laughs> so we're back. Um, all right. So we were talking racism, and now we're going to move on to the Ford Mustang Mach-E, which has nothing to do with racism. Except um, that Henry Ford was a oh. fucking racist. <laughs> we don't have to go into that. Uh, you know, hey, literal <laughs> Nazi sympathizer. But anyhow, yeah. I'm a Ford fan. I, can't, and I, I, I hate to admit it after you know learning of that, but uh, yeah. same, same, same. My Jewish ancestors would be like, "Hey, maybe try Chevy." I'd be like, "No, I don't want that Louis Chevrolet French bullshit." <laughs> Have you seen that blazer? <laughs> yeah, fuck that car. Um, so every single car company, if you go back. Like Mitsubishi made, um, I think Mitsubishi made warplanes War at some point, yeah. you know? Uh, and did I tell you what I, I got accused of on Instagram when I, I showed a picture of my tattoo? No. <laughs> Someone was like, like, yo, why'd you get a rising sun? I'm like, bro, I didn't, I, it's a sunset. It was done by a Japanese guy. Like I didn't, my, my dad, who's in the Navy was like, Oh, neat. He didn't go like, Whoa, Whoa. I'm like, I didn't get a rising sun on my fucking arm. Um, but whatever. So the Ford Mustang Maki, um, is it? (laughs) Yes. I've had it for a week. It should be here still right now because it's supposed to get picked up tomorrow, but it had to leave early. Uh Um, it's been great. All week. It's been mostly great all week. The power's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't have a... I, I, it's, it was Grabber Blue, which is a great color for any Ford. I don't want to steal thunder from your your uh, YouTube review, but I, I, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about it. Is it... I wasn't loader? able to finish. Is it all-wheel drive? Like, what's... I wasn't able to finish my YouTube review for Hooniverse. We finished our, our Auto Trader review. Mm-hmm. Um, it is all-wheel drive. It is dual motor, obviously. Um, it has 480 horse, 600 pound feet of torque, Sick. zero to 60 Ford quotes, 3.8. No There's a GT Performance Edition, which does 3.5, which the version I had was not. And that's important because the Performance Edition gets magnetic dampers. Oh, okay. Mine, the mine, the the regular GT doesn't have that. Okay. And do you remember when the Focus RS came out and it was like, this car is great, except it's fucking way too stiff. I don't. I, they I, did I say that. <laughs> I was one of them. Um, it's the same it. thing with this. It's a, it's it's where Ford goes like, oh, super stiff equals sporty. Mm-hmm. That's that's. So there's the the damping, the tuning, is dog shit. It's like it like bucks over. It's like well, it's like what what the fuck are we doing here? This is not a race car. It's magnetic, is um, it like, adjustable? Don't you have multiple settings? No, really? you have un, you have the different drive modes, but this one this one does not have the magnetic. Oh. The performance edition oh, okay, has gotcha, the magnetic. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah. So this one is just like this is just the GT, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 too stiff. It's too rough. Everything else was great until yesterday. So for the GT now, that you know, there's the three modes. There's like whisper something else and then unbridled i had it unbridled in unbridled the whole week which is the fun mode now for 2022 on the gt there's a mode called unbridled extended which is like this is for like tracks and like this is blah 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 and 
we just finished shooting it for Auto Trader. We had lunch. I hopped in the car. I was going to drive home. I'm like, yeah, I haven't tried extended yet. Let's hit extended. And then at first it wouldn't give it to me. It's like conditions aren't met. I'm like, the fuck conditions are you talking about? I'm like, all right. I waited. And then like later on, I hit it and the button and it went. I was like, oh, I'm brought a little extended. I'm like, I didn't really notice a difference because I was just driving home. This is like AMG it, Plus or is it some weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed like, to be like, it's supposed to be like, forward. it's supposed to be less restrictive on traction and like uh, like more power like not more power but like like constant power all the time in the corners blah 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 it's supposed to just be like this is it's for tracks and blah 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 i don't i don't i don't fully know because i didn't fully do my job um but so drove it pulled it into the driveway put the plugged it in because i thought i was done driving it for the day blah 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 i'm home for a few hours and then we were like, we were going to make dinner, but Jen's like, Hey, I got to do some work shit real quick. Uh, Sloan's doing this. Can you, can we just order dinner? I'm like, yeah, of course. I fucking love pizza. Uh, let's get some pizza. So I order some pizza. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hop in the, uh, I'm going to go pick it up, hop in the Mustang. All right. Unplug the Mustang and I hop in it and I hit, I hit start and I realized it hadn't charged when I pulled it in at 60%. So I had plenty of charge, but it hadn't charged up i was like that's weird and then all of a sudden uh, it's not giving me i can't take it out of park and it says a message comes on that says stop safely now which is weird because i'm in park in my driveway <laughs> and then another message says full accessory active and i'm like so all it's doing is turning the car on but not activating like the drivetrain i'm like what the f what the fuck and i get out and so i'm like fucking with the car a little bit I'm like, and if I plug the charger back fuck in with an electric car, that is that's the thing. That's, that's a great question. So I, I plug the charger back in and it's supposed to be it, the, the charger light is supposed to glow white mm -hmm. when it's charging. And it, it was orange, which is like, something's wrong, Danger. but the, but the actual plug was still glowing blue, which means there's no problem there. So I unplugged it, plugged it in, unplugged it, plugged it in. It's like, what the fuck hit the button start. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I just hop in the Montero to go get the pizza. And I come back that night. I'm fucking with it more. It's not doing it. The next morning, this morning of did this you recording, plugged in or did you unplug it over? No, no, no. I, I'm no. I, I wasn't fucking with that. Yeah. Left it unplugged. Um, the the morning comes. It's still doing it. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna um find the 12 volt and unplug the 12 volt and see if that clears codes. So I opened the frunk, pulled two pieces of trim out of the way, which was there was just clips, so it was easy. Um, and I un unclipped to the, the battery terminals, let it sit for a bit, plugged it back in, put the trim back in, same shit. I was like, this car's fucked right now. This car's fucked. I, I like, I, all I did was use a different, the only thing that I did different during the week was use a mode that Ford has made available. Right. So like, I didn't do anything weird to the car. Ford's like, uh, we're sending our tech right now, like to your house. I'm like, all right, they show up They're They're. They have computers plugged into it. They're running. They're they're constantly trying to clear codes, but the codes like they won't clear. And they they think like the unbridled mode puts it into like a higher temp thing, but it but because then I parked it and charged it, the car is like thinks that it's like a potential. It's not a thermal event, but it's like it's like something's too hot. Something's too hot. Right. And like, but nothing's hot. The car's cold. Like nothing's wrong. But there's something in the in the car's brain that's like something is wrong. But but just you know. So uh, we can't, I couldn't, it was in the garage too. Yeah. Uh, so you, you can't move. It has the dial yeah, for yeah. the gear selector. Yeah. Like you can't, I can't do anything. I can't put it in neutral. 
and like eventually the guy's like all right there's a there's a like a routine i can do like gt500s have the same rotaries like there's right. a thing we can do to get it out of your garage i'm like all right yeah i moved the montero out of the way because it was in the driveway and blah 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 he's like he, uh so we push it out we get it outside and then the car sat outside for like hours and then finally a guy showed up he's like yep and they just hauled it away on a tow truck i have no idea what's wrong with it it was great up until the in last situations day. do they give you an update and tell you like what happened or I, are you just left to guess and wonder no i could i could reach out and be like hey what happened they might be like they they might tell me they might not tell right. me they were like oh I'm, you know i don't know um so it was weird and the car was great minus the crashy two stiff suspension right um it was fun i i don't think it's worth the upcharge over a non-gt like fair is what's that it's a price difference it's like 10 grand more for like less range you get less range um, which is important in, in the EV conversation. It's the same look. You can get the same grabber blue colors. The inter- interior is the same. I, mean, I think the GT seats are a little bit more supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you just, instead of going zero to 60 and 3.8, you go zero to 60 and like, like four or five, mid, uh, just under five. It's like, all right, fine. But then you get closer to 300. And it wasn't a lot of these modern EVs you can easily beat or exceed the EPA estimate. They're fairly conservative. Really? With pretty much, I found like in the Mercedes, the Porsche and a few other things, I'm like, yeah, I'm having no problem beating what the EPA says. Uh, with the Mustang, I was way under. Mm. Um, that car is supposed to get 270. After a full night of charging and getting into it at 100%, it would say you have like 220 something available. That's way under 270. Yeah. And it's a GT, so you're going to drive it hard. So it, it was easy to recoup miles out around town, yeah. but everything else is more efficient. It's like, all right, uh, that Kia EV6 is looking better and better by the moment. Totally. So, which is bummer because you and I are both. I hate to hear it, but um, I don't know. Everybody's still figuring it out, man. You know. mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree we're, with that. We're still on the, the bleeding edge of this technology, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, that just I sucks. Agree. Um, but the, the Montero is speaking of the Montero, the Montero's back in action. Gauge clusters back in. Um, I'm still fighting the broken fuse or bro- not just fuse broken, uh, hazard switch. It's like working, not working, working, not working. And that controls the turn signals. And I hate driving oh. without turn signals. Oh. Yeah, that's a problem. I so I just gotta, um, I, I know what the problem is. I just gotta fix it and I can fix it. I think pretty easily, so I'm not worried about it. But it's running. Is it was driving a visit to pick and part or like? No, 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 no. I, I can like I can put the bypassing fuse. I can put the switch back together enough where it will work without buying a new switch because a new switch is like sixty dollars, yeah. which is fucking dumb for a switch. Um, but it's know. driving. I drove it up the mountain. I, I shot some dash cam footage. Um, uh, so we'll have a next base dash cam video on the Montero soon. Sick. Yeah. And uh, that'll be good. And then, uh, the sound, the new sound system sounds great. I can actually hear my music when I'm driving down the road. It's got rounded out sound to it. Um, I, I, I had what I felt like was like a needlessly pseudo racist moment on my part <laughs> as a, as a white guilt moment. Okay. So Yeah. What a, what a lead in. Um, there's a dude who works at the shop where the audio system was installed. Mm-hmm. 
is a black gentleman that uh, a friend of a friend actually knows. He's like, oh, I know this guy. We used to work on car audio shit before. Uh, Matt, Val- Matt Valbuena, who was as a friend of the podcast and has, and has asked questions before. He's like, I know this dude. Is that, and so I was like, oh, that, what's that? I play with cars. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, yeah, if you go back there, you know, ask for this guy. So when I go to pick up my truck, he's the one who's like, hey, let's hop in, play some music. If I need to adjust like something on the amp, we can do it. He's like, he's like, pop in some music you play. So I slide in and I think I said on the way there, or maybe I told someone else, I'm like, I'm about to blast some run the jewels in this thing. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's like, you know, just hop in and play what you play. I'm like, oh yeah, I, 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 my phone connects to the audio system and I play a run the jewels song. And he's he's like, oh yeah, he's like, I'm not really familiar with this, so he's like, I don't know how it's supposed to sound. And I'm like, this guy totally thinks I'm just playing fucking rap because he's like, <laughs> he'll be like, who like the white guy's like, oh the the black gentleman will know how to tune this correctly <laughs> with uh, some RTJ, so with his music playing. And I'm like, uh, I should have just played like Bon Jovi or some shit. <laughs> Whatever, dude. No, I mean nothing sounds better than RTJ to my ear. Like, yeah. It, like sonically, like LP's, LP's beats, like his music is sonically yep. almost like three dimensional. Like they, I mean, if LP I, didn't I'm make the beat. I'm totally biased, but I didn't know LP from a hole in the wall before Run the Jewels or yeah. actually rap music, the first album that he produced for Killer Mike. Right. And like that, honestly, that is a, a test for me. Like every time I tune my system in my Tahoe or change something or any of my cars, like I'm like run the jewels. Like I know exactly how this is supposed to sound because I've I've listened to it on my home stereo system. I've listened to it in really great earphones. I've listened to it in the car, and the car is always like, like that's where, that's how you tune your car system. Like right, right, right. Got, but I left. I left there. You no, know inside and out. And if you hear something that you didn't hear before, then you know you've got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But I, I, I was also, driving home. LP like, is white. Like this is a, this is the. No, I know, I know. But I was driving, I was driving home. Like I should have just played Pearl Jam. Uh. <laughs> but they, you know, it reminds me of that one interlude, like at one of their songs where it's like, and if you don't like them, you must be racist because one's black and one's white. It's like you, you just can't, you can't hate, you can't escape. You know. No, I mean the, the great movie. line is, uh, you, know, you, is can't, uh, you can't be racist listening to Run the Jewel. Really, right, 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 but. The, the great line is, uh, if LP didn't make it, get the fuck out of here, exactly. um, which is, is pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, there is a, di- there is a, a wider song I could have played that I do know that is a great song for testing a sound system. Um, one of the first, I think it was one of the first albums Michael shot Gallup. on like laser disc. Oh my God. What are you talking um, about? But, but laser disc, laser disc audio was incredible. Really? Yeah, laser disc yeah. audio was I like, mean, I know they're different, but there was there was laser disc and mini disc where they like audibly no, like no, no. like laser disc was like so I I never had a laser disc player. Like that's like was just cinema. Like nobody released like, it. Music. was it was, but the audio on it was like full at the time 5.1 like whatever like Dolby surround like crazy cinema grade audio. And I think and so I never I never owned that shit because it was crazy expensive but one semester in a summer between college semesters i worked for a home theater installation place my uncle was like a project manager there uh we worked in like a bunch of rich houses (laughs) in boston oh really i did car stereo but we had a home uh home audio division okay 
We did, we were like primarily like rich people's home theaters. It was yeah. like crazy, That's crazy kept this shit. business alive. It was not my car audio installation. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I I heard various things, and the the, the Eagles made an album called uh, Hell Freezes Over because they said they'd get back together when Hell Freezes Over, mm-hmm. and the ver- the live version of Hotel California from that recording is like the most crystal clear sounding shit you've ever heard. And, and I have, I think I have the lossless audio over like a flack file, audio file. And it's, it's, you play it, you like, you hear like what flack. I don't don't even know what that is. Oh, flack is like, (laughs) I'm getting super nerdy now on you. Flack is lossless audio. It's like the closest shit you can get to like the purest version of the track without like, but what being physical, like, oh, what physical medium or media is that available on? Like, how it's you- digital. Flack is digital. Okay, it's like so. You know how CDs actually had really good audio quality. Uh-huh. Um, if Flack is basically what like uncompressed CD music used to be, and then we compressed it all because everybody's like, no, we have uh, MP3 players and all this shit, so we right. need to compress the files. Um, but be- but actual CD quality audio was really good for a while. And it was a lot. I think I think it was f- basically flack files. I'm not 100 percent sure on that because I'm not a crazy geek about it. But I do know that a flack audio file versus an MP3, it's like holy shit. Right. There's there is a difference with good headphones. It's wild. Right. And that song is really good if someone was looking for a song to test their audio system. We will play it in the Tahoe. Let's go. And it'll be the only time you'll be like, all right, we're good. You make, no me, you, you make me want to install a laser disc player in the top. <laughs> my <laughs> only, my one and only need- laser disc experience was at my friend Damien's house in 1991 or 1992, whenever uh, Silence of the Lambs came out on, well, it, it wasn't DVD then, it would have been VHS and laser disc. And right. his parents like had this million dollar mansion in Atlanta in 1991. Damn. It was 10,000 square feet, like state-of-the-art everything. I was, I couldn't believe that they had a central vacuum. Like, that was my oh, yeah. I was like, yo, can I vacuum? Because I already love to vacuum. But, like, the fact that I could just plug the hose into, like, the baseboard and just, yes, like, that's crazy shit. Like, that was amazing to me. That's rich person shit for totally, sure. Totally. But, um, yeah, we, we watched Silence of the Lambs on Laserdisc like on a Friday night, completely blacked out, like just like they had the craziest home theater system. And I've, I've never like felt a movie, like experienced something like that, like right. 360, like even in a theater, like that, like their shit was like, it's nuts. and it was like, you know, it's kind of a small room relatively. And like, I'm sure they had like two vamps and just like best of the best equipment. And I was like, yo, laser disc is the shit. I yeah. never, ever experienced a laser disc ever again. This was uh we had a showroom in Boston. There's like a, a district where there's like all home improvement stuff. Like if you, you know, there's a flooring section and blah, blah, blah. And somewhere in there was an office for this home theater place. And we had a demo room that was like shaped round and we would, we would play the first blade movie because there's a scene when he first kills a lot of the vampires where he walks into a room that's round and he throws a, like a, like a fucking knife around the room and you could stand in the room and you're you. and it would go around your head. And I'd be like, yo, yes, dude, what? I love this. Um, but we used to go in to homes in every level of construction where I, I saw homes like, um, like I was lower middle class in Boston and I, we would go to these homes where like, 
so the uh, there'd be frame. So at that point, you'd be putting in wires. Um, later on, we come back when the drywall was done. You could do speakers and you know hang TVs and shit like that. But some of these constructions in in like towns like Newton, Mass, which is like real like bougie fancy town. Mm-hmm. I saw the first time I remember we're driving in like you can't drive in the driveway because the driveway is under construction. You look and there's a bunch of tubes running back and forth in the driveway. Because they were heated? Yep. That's amazing. Melts the snow and ice. That's amazing. It's the most baller shit yeah. ever for a kid. I'm like, I can't believe that. Uh, we did this guy's house who owned or started like Jan Sport backpacks mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh, I was. Uh, he had this huge house in New Hampshire. I was a customer. Uh, he had 17 bedrooms and each bedroom had its own separate satellite dish. Cause so like, cause so like everybody could be watching. Cause like back then you couldn't watch like separate shit or something. So like everybody had to have their own receiver. Yeah. Um, gnarly shit, gnarly shit. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to questions. Uh, and I'm going to start We don't have a lot of questions tonight, which is not a big deal. Um, but let me move on to our, our Instagram questions. Um, Why you have to say it like that? Instagram. All right. D underscore wrench. Are we at peak car right now? I don't know what you mean by peak car because I feel I like cars. Is, but I agree. I, I would say yes. <laughs> uh, Ron says yes from across his room as he fills his drink. Um, <laughs> I think we're at peak car price right now. Peak car price, peak car performance, peak car everything. I mean, you know, we've got the most powerful internal combustion engine vehicles ever. Like, right. there's a power war in every segment. Um, they're being supplemented with electric motors, and you know, it's like you've got Ferrari SF90, it's a thousand horsepower hybrid. You've right. got the Tesla you got Plaid. Tesla Plaid, which is a thousand horsepower electric. Like, I, I just was on set for now we can talk about it. I was just on set for oh, yeah. this first plaid. I'm so happy that Audi won. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it took a twin turbo full aftermarket transmission built like top end twin turbo Audi R8 set to like 1500 horsepower to handily beat a $120,000 stock plaid. Bone stock. Bone stock. Yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, when we get to the point where we're modifying plaids, then everybody's in trouble. Because, I mean, you're talking about a $200,000, $250,000 exotic automobile. Is the whole series going to be against the plaid? This it is a season of, okay. I, I think it's six episodes. It is a season the, of of this first plaid. So. Those shirts were corny as fuck. Yeah, totally. And like, I'm not even sure they're plaid, but, um, you know, it, it's a nice, comfortable shirt. But I don't know if that's plaid or if it's just flannel. We, we had a debate. But um, anyhow, like, it takes some serious, serious engineering and horsepower to top a, what pretty much anybody that has a 670 credit score and, like, a $100,000 annual salary, like, yes. can acquire Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what else is coming up. That's very funny. Yeah. I mean, very it's, true. it's, it, it's interesting. I was shocked. Honestly, I was shocked at what it took to beat this thing handily. Uh, so I guess we are a peak car right now. I think Ron's right. You know, within five years, you know, every manufacturer has basically said they're shifting to all electric. Audi's not developing anymore. Uh, 
internal combustion engines. Mits, uh, not Mitsubishi. Nissan just said they're not developing any more uh, internal combustion engines. Like everyone's going full electric in the next ten to fifteen years. So yeah, it's like while while we're kind of in that in between zone, and I'm not yeah. saying one is better than the other, but you know we've maxed out the potential of the internal combustion engine. And yeah, yeah, and the Z06 is going to be could be potentially a high watermark for that. Right. Maybe. Right. Um. Petrosexual asks, did you see the new singer 930? Would love 28 minutes on opinions. Happy the pod's back. <laughs> have you seen this? I have. It's sexy as hell. And like... It, it is. It is. It is sexy as hell. It is super cool. Mm-hmm. It's really neat to see what they're going to do with this. However, the prior chassis, it the, the new 930... Move, they're they're still moving to the new 930. So what? What do you mean prior chassis? Okay, so it's, it's not. It's, it's not it's a 930. Different. It's not. It's not that chassis. It's a 964 chassis that's backdated. Instead of like a long nose, it's backdated to like the the G body or not like is that what it turbo. is? Yeah. Okay. They're all nine. Well, for some reason, the other cars look better to me. Okay, yeah. I mean, they they resemble like this this new one kind of resembles like the accordion bumper area era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which I don't hate I, at all. I hate, even though I'm you know finally completing a restoration of a accordion bumper era. <laughs> right. Uh, Targa, like I don't love it. That's the one thing that I I hate. But they're growing in nostalgia and value. Yeah. And, God, yeah. you know, if you're going to do a turbo version, then that is the era of turbo that probably has the most nostalgia. And uh, yes, right. They were Correct. Yeah. Super hardcore. Like, I'm sure it's not a four speed like like those cars were. No, they're not. They're six. Yeah. Speeds. But, you know, it, it harkens back to that aesthetic. And instead of trying to be like a, a long nose, like the previous singers, like I feel like I feel like. Honestly, how I feel is this is their answer to Gunther Works. It's like it's not so sure, not sure, sure, so sure. retro. It's almost retro future. So it's like you know we've got to up the ante. So we're going to a turbo power plant, and mm-hmm. we're we're strictly like targeting that era of turbo car, but with a modern twist. Like it's the rear. Half it's of also that car is super effing sexy. Like yeah, the front, yeah. The front is. Not that it doesn't deviate that much from like an 84, 85, yeah, you know, 911. Like at a glance, it almost looks identical, but you know, when you start looking at the details, like they're like they're unmatched, like of course, of course, no, 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 they're the stuff's wild. Um, and I love that it recently came out that Porsche Motorsport is building the fucking engines for Singer, Correct. like what a reversal yeah. of uh, yeah. That's so wild. Like at first they were subject to lawsuits, you know, yeah. from Porsche. Like, you know, you can't, you can't use a Porsche name, but then they settled on the Porsche 911 reimagined by Singer. And like, which is such it, horseshit. But that felt like a setup for a future partnership. Now in retrospect, true. like kind of makes sense. It's like, okay, like we're working towards working with you to yeah. build upon your brand's provenance and reputation historically, right. You know, bring it to a new audience and, you know, a a newer, rich audience. Yeah. Cause yep. 
the prices are, are exorbitant, but I, I like it as I like this new version, whatever, whatever the hell they call it. I like it as a supplement to all their other offerings. Like sure. The, the DLS sure. is out of control. Like that's like, of course, no, that's a different plan. $2 million. Like, yeah, it's just, that is like futuristic as hell. That is the cost of two singers. Yeah, exactly. It's just, that thing's out of control, but like this is, this service services a different audience. Like then, the, the previous singers. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I really like it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Here's a good question for you from uh, pretty cool projects. Should I upgrade wheel studs if I want to run wider wheels? That's not, it's not necessary. Like, you know, I mean, I'm assuming he has something European, like a Mercedes Porsche or BMW that has uh, wheel bolts instead of studs. But um it, it seems to be uh, a common upgrade for anybody that's serious about motorsports to to do a stud conversion on a Porsche, BMW, or Mercedes. But I think that's just for ease of you know changing wheels and tires. Like you hang the wheels on the studs and you know change lugs really quickly. It's kind right. of a pain okay. in the dick to uh, to have like one wheel hanger uh, bolt and then remove that. Like as you as you install all the uh, all right, now we are re-recording because my computer crashed. Thankfully, the software we're using, I think, saved all the way up to this point. Zincast, I'm saying this I love you. before I go and check it all. Um, but man, what the fuck was that? <laughs> fuck, we had some. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but it was this good. Right. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't give a shit. I still think this is a good episode. I'm happy with this episode. I Likewise. don't I don't remember. Oh, oh, we were doing questions. That's what we were doing. Mm, we were doing mm, fucking mm. questions. Mm-hmm. Fuck, give me a sec. Um, we did the one about the wheels. Um, yeah, I talked about, that was the last one. I talked about wheel lugs versus studs. Picar, Singer. Uh, oh, and then the last question was from Rumble Strip: Is the new completion date for the Wombat 2040? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> funny question, but also fuck you. Um, all right. <laughs> um, we have a question on Twitter from that dude Pasha. Do you guys have? This is a good question. Do you guys have plans for FD slash LBGP coverage live podcast? And when he said that coverage live podcast, my immediate thought was we should find someone to pay for us to do a podcast at the fucking race. Yes. I think I don't we can know figure who, that out. I don't know how, but we should. Totally. I think we can figure that out. I think we can too, because we can both- Twix the two of us. We can get there and we can get VIP access pretty fucking easily. I mean, literally, I, w- I can stumble down the block and get there. I mean, we could do it from your place too, but we could also do it there. We know enough people to do it there. Yeah, yeah, totally. We just got to talk, figure out who we want to talk to and who we want to work with that it makes sense for us. Yes. Yes. Um, but no, it's a good idea that dude, really? Pasha. So we will talk. I was about just thinking that. about that today. Like that's just like a little more than two months away. Like it's insane how quickly that's come up. It, it's cool because Long Beach decided to leave most of the barriers up. So like all the streets are accessible, but like most of the K rails are still in place. Still. Yeah, they, they left them up because it's just like, you know, they've never had such proximity between one one Grand Prix and another, you know, going from September to April. Normally, it's, you know, at least 12 months apart. So 
they're just like, listen, like it's really not that big an inconvenience. Right. Like, let's just leave them up so that we don't have to drag all this shit out again in six months. Okay. So nice. you, you can almost, you know, you can almost approximate the, uh, the Long Beach Grand Prix course, sort Long of, Beach yeah, Grand yeah. Prix course right now. Yeah. Like, on the streets. Nice. Um, all right. Uh, last question. And it's from our internal Slack from my man, Pete, AKA Tanch Nomi, who does not have Instagram or Twitter. Um, this is, and I'm asking this cause it's a really good question. Hey Jeff, I'm not on Instagram, but I have a question I've been pondering. So I'll throw it to you for the next podcast. How far back in time would you have to go for the performance of today's ordinary competent, but non-performance cars, think Mazda three base civic to be mind blowing performance to enthusiasts of that time i'd say mid 70s you think that far yeah totally i mean everything oh, i don't think that far everything reset in the mid 70s with the the gas crisis like you know you went from you know 400 plus horsepower big blocks to wheezing two barrel small blocks that put out like 175 horsepower yeah everything but it's like Cut off at the knees, dude. If I, if we took a fucking Hyundai Veloster to the eighties, sure, it would wreck. But I feel like there was a comeback in the eighties. Like it, de- it depends on when in the eighties because there was when- a com- there was a comeback, but the performance was never like holy shit. There was like there was this weird performance threshold for a while where like three hundred horsepower was like the holy grail, and right. like zero to sixty times were like sub six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, saw, it was, I feel like it was a comeback from the mid seventies. Like oh. it was a comeback, but I, I feel like you could go, you don't have to go that far back though, to blow minds. Like sure. okay. modern civic, modern yeah. something when uh, you, you could do stuff on a racetrack or like in the quarter mile or all this. Yeah, people totally. would be like, wait, what? When you talk about an entire performance envelope, not just horsepower. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, any 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 car from today, any car would blow away just about any car from 1991. Yeah, yeah, and I have a car from 1991 outside, so I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that's true. But I'm I'm wondering when the the tipping point was specifically. Like, when did? Because there was a point when all of a sudden I remember like, oh. I never drove a neon ACR and I always wanted to drive one of those. And I wonder if that was fun. And then there was, um, I'm trying to think what else from like 2003. I I, I still feel like I need to qualify though. Like the difference between the underpowered cars of the nineties and eighties and the underpowered cars of the seventies is that the seventies cars were still big and heavy for the most part. Like, you know, there was a few Japanese cars at, at, in that time, like, you know, the, the 240Zs and such that were pretty lightweight and I don't want to say economical, but they they didn't require a ton of power to be quick sure. and agile. But, you know, you, you think about like a mid-70s GM car that, that probably weighed 4,000, 4,500 pounds and made 170 horsepower, like that was... That was the worst of the worst. Sure, sure, so, sure. You know, any the, the same model, like a, a 75 Monte Carlo versus an 85 Monte Carlo. It's probably a thousand pound difference and no horsepower difference. Of course. 
of so, course. But yeah. I think this, the true spirit of the question here is when would you, what like car, like basic bitch car from today, how, how far back could you go? How early could you go? And then just absolutely blow the minds of enthusiasts. And I, and I feel like it's not as far as we think. Sure. Like, like today's base civic, even to like dudes who are ripping muscle cars back then, a stock, stock, you know, talking yeah, yeah. stock. Because yeah. people could do crazy, even, you know, you yeah. can still do cool shit. Of course. But like early 2000s was like a weird time where it's like, oh, yeah, dude, fucking new Mustang makes 300 horsepower, bro. And like, that's what like hybrid minivans yeah. make. You know? like, yeah, totally. I, I mean, they don't, but you, we're close to it. I think yeah, Pacifica do. probably makes yeah. like 280. Yeah. Um, and like a base Civic with little horsepower can do wild shit compared yeah. to, fuck, I mean, compared to like a 2003 Cobra. You know? right. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. I, I think performance numbers like didn't get any worse than the mid 70s that's totally that's i totally agree i totally agree it was a, it was a, an abominable time yeah. um there's the, the you know the famous everybody's like oh man you got a bandit car like you should be like wait what year yeah. <laughs> that yeah. has 6.6 6 yeah. liters you got a turbo trans am yeah well, not it's even the turbo. Like eighty-five horsepower. You got six point six liters. You're like, yeah, it breathes through a tube that's the size of a fucking urethra, and yeah. it's like, it's like, ah, please kill yeah. me. I mean, and the bandit cars are rad as fuck, no matter what. Sure. But they're put up on a pedestal, and and like, yeah. if people the knew, cars, bandit movie cars were not stock. Like, well, of course, of course, you, you weren't doing smoky burnouts with a stock. No, no. And the and the people who own them would be the first ones to be like, "Yep, they're, they're everything they're saying is." 100% oh, they try. They try. Like you need to remove every bit of emissions from like not just like exhaust. Like, like you need to go and, and engine. full exhaust, like full tune, like everything. Everything. Make those cars even remotely quick. Yep. They yep. had the cubic inches, but everything else was choked down. Okay. They had the cubes. They didn't have the pubes. <laughs> That needs to be a shirt. I and knew like, you were going to say that. And like, I don't agree, but still, it'd be actually a really like better. shitty misogynistic shirt, though. Men and I don't women think it's both, misogynistic. You know, like, what? you know what? You know, men, in fact, they men and women have views. Like when you think about the era, when you think about <laughs> the mid to late seventies, pubes. They had the pubes. They had that's, the pubes. That's all they had. And I, I take it back. I, I, I was, I was reverse misogynistic. <laughs> men and women. We all have pubes. So I I kind of want to explore this t-shirt idea. And I'm going to do it with people who can tell me when I'm in the right or wrong. Um, I'm going to explore my, my gay friends, my trans friends. I'm going to talk to them. Are you I'm, certain we want to hear this? Yeah, maybe, yeah. No, no, no. I, I think it's a really – I think it's – potential for a really funny t-shirt and if we team up with the right people and they approve of the message yes i think there's something there like are you down with cubes or pubes? <laughs> i don't think anybody's gonna approve this message but i'm down dude i am calling victoria 
at the drive. No way. No way. And we're going to figure this shit out <laughs> because she will know the direction I need to take on this. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yes. Yes. Cubes Blipshift is like, yo, we're you're not even gonna be listed in our partner store anymore. <laughs> we are it's gonna be like the anti-Joe Rogan where like Rumble was like, we'll give you a hundred million. It's gonna be like some like depraved size. You're like, we'll give you thirty dollars. <laughs> Please bring your pubes to Cube's shirt here. I'm like, okay, it was a bad idea. I'm sorry, Blipshift. I'm sorry, everybody. I have I have a couple ideas of where we could end up with that theme, but uh yeah. Cubes for cubes? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to mention. Uh, I'm gonna be at a furry convention. I'm gonna ask Dear Fella what she thinks because, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna reach the youth. As long as long as you ask before you. Oh, I gotta ask. I would never not ask. Yes. I, I, Ron. I want to ask everyone. Yeah. Before I do anything. And I mean that from a position of empathy and caring about whatever, what everybody else thinks, because I know that I was not, I was not born a wealthy person. Sure. At all. Uh, My parents. A certain amount of privilege. That's what I'm getting at. We had no money, (laughs) but, but we had no money as white people. Right. And on top of that, I'm a white man. I'm a cis, straight, white man. So I, I know. To one of my personal heroes and our, our friend Killer Mike's personal heroes, Jane Elliott, who would just ask the question of white people, do you want to be treated like black people in this country? Amazing question. Amazing stand up, question. Stand up, raise your hand, say yes, if so. What an amazing... Doesn't, that, it, doesn't matter how big the crowd is. There are no hands going up. No hands up. It's it's <laughs> such a brilliant, simple question. Yeah. It is it is it is the most simple question. And you could do that same question and and uh, I was going to say yeah, I was going to say groups, you know? Like it, it's not just a, a black or white question. That is a uh, it's it's, it's, said, it's far uh, from it. Yeah. It's uh it's a I feel straight, like the, and I don't want to say this cuz I don't want to diminish Fuck, I'm getting into weird space now. I don't want to diminish the black experience because you and I have had no, a lot no, no, of no. conversation offline about yeah. very shit. I, but that question no. is applicable to so many different marginalized groups in this country that it should be universal and it should be a a question that we all ask ourselves and say, hey, like if if I don't feel like I'm special, if I if I feel like I'm, you know, just a It's a base American. litmus test. Yeah. It's a base litmus test. Would I want to trade places with that person across right. the street? Would I would I want to experience life in America through their lens? And if not, why do why? we continue to you know continue to perpetrate and propagate those experiences and that, you know, our, our own privilege. Like I, I, I have plenty of privilege. I, I admit that uh, wholeheartedly. Like, you know, I, I was raised by my black grandparents who were instrumental in the civil rights movement, but you know, I got a pass 
a lot of the time and a lot of people didn't know that I was black or half black, you know, it's, uh, it's a tricky, it's a trick, tricky subject and everybody has their own experience. But when you think about it through somebody else's eyes and somebody else's experience, it's just like, it's such a great, okay. Basic question. That's what it is. And, and, and I, and I was about to diminish it by comparing it to, not diminish it. Fuck. I'm using I'm using words I disagree with after I say them um, because uh, the conversations you and I have had on other topics, which I'm not going to get into here, but um, it almost gets tougher when you dive deeper into more. I don't want to say niche, but uh, uh, more targeted groups of people where sure. like black is 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 here, and then you get into like then you get into like transgender. You know, and then and then yeah. like gay and like and like you start drilling down into that, like like because then you could turn around like as it's like not to flip you it on you as a black in. man. As a black man, you could I could flip it on you, and be like, all right, same question you with the black dude or the gay dude, excuse me. Right. You know, and then like and then like us two straight men, you flip the question to us two, uh, and like we'll bring my rec- my Mexican buddy Robin here, like white black boom, we're three straight cis dudes, and we go. All right, same question to you, transgender. And we'd be like, fuck, like, no, like, we would never want to live that way. And only because, not only because, like, that's not who we are. It's it's because of how hard it is, is is the heart of the question. I'm stumbling on my words. I'm trying to fumble for the right shit to say. And I'm trying to be... I know your heart. I know where you right, right, right. where I come from. Like, you know, you don't have to feel any sort of guilt or, or, you know, lack of consideration. Well, not we to just you. all have to be out. You. You, know, you, you have to realize as a marginalized group, whatever, whatever group that is, whether you're Jewish, whether you're gay, whether you're black, whether you're Asian, whether you're Hispanic, whether, you know, you're trans, whatever it is. We just all kind of have to be allies to each other's cause because it's like right. you can't you can't further your own cause if you're not sympathetic to somebody else's. And it's like yes. we can't yeah. we can't grow and and like encapsulate other communities if we're not sensitive to their needs, their issues, their you know personal concerns, like. You know, we all have them. They're they're different, but in the end, they're all the same. It's just like you know, if you're an ally, you're an ally because you're. I just want to be to everybody's. I just want to be treated as a fucking human being. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's all anybody wants, and it's like you know, if if you if you aren't sensitive to those those needs, those concerns, those right. you know, those societal troubles and discrimination then Fuck. you're not an ally but if if you if you've experienced that shit firsthand then likely you are i just realized for that whole com- that whole second half of the conversation my, uh, my mic was unplugged can you hear a difference <laughs> i could hear you can you hear but can you hear a difference yet no it probably hasn't switched mics that's why i don't know but i've had Three less of tequila, so no. Nah. But know, I can my, see. There we my, go. Yeah, my it's, ears. Oh, I can edit that in Premiere. God damn it! I was saying some like good shit. <laughs> I think audio quality does not diminish 
I'm just mushing my Anything hand into my fucking, I'm just mushing my face into my fucking pop screen and my microphone. For those of you who don't know what a pop screen is, it's supposed to pop. It's supposed to stop your piece from going. Um, and I'm gonna eat you this. Keep spit off your microphone. The I don't. I don't. I don't have that. My whole mic just fell off. I think we're gonna have to cut this. Fucking no, short. this is gonna be like forty minutes short. Ron, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be the episode that people like the most. Welcome to the Hooniverse podcast. I'm going to click stop recording right there. I'm going to tell you right now, though, this is going to be the one that they like the most. And I feel I like Johnny B. Good they the fucking microphone. Uh, and I'm so glad it was caught on video. Oh,